Hello and welcome to Outside the Zeitgeist, an opinion podcast presented by MOOC Media. Please be aware that the opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the host platform. Outside the Zeitgeist is funded by people like you, for some reason. And now, here are your hosts, Greg and Charles. All right, welcome to Outside the Zeitgeist, episode 12. Cheers, Greg. Cheers, Charles. I am your resident misanthrope, Charles. I'm your resident skeptic, Greg. Don't forget to subscribe, share, comment, and most importantly, dislike the video so you can express that the feeling is mutual. All right, now before we get into the nightmare fuel of the day, um, so I took some time and looked around. We got a couple active listeners. We got about a little more than half a dozen, I'd say. Oh. Um, we got a couple of comments on the YouTube channel. One video, this guy said, I'm your hero. No, no, you're not my hero. You suck. Do you think I have any heroes? It's probably when I said the, the guy in the video and the... Uh, I can't be certain you have... <laughs> I can't be certain you have any heroes at all. I definitely think you have zeros mm. that you admire. Yeah, yeah. But not heroes. Uh, this, also, this same person also commented on another video. Get a real shirt, which I can only assume he's talking about you. <laughs> this, this is my lackluster shirt today, so possibly... Um, and, and another thing is, uh, we have one follower on Minds whose channel's name is Retro Cheating. It's, uh, all one word on Minds, but he also has a YouTube channel. It's two words. So I checked out his channel, and he's got, uh, he makes little videos that are about 20 minutes long of just maybe going, like, going through older games and going through a stage, or he'll, uh, load up a game with, uh, you know, the old Game Genies, Game Sharks, and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and he'll input a code and, you know, go through just so you can see how the, the game changes and so forth. So, if you're into that kind of thing, I've also got a couple of videos of his cat there. Oh, you know. yeah, so everybody loves cat videos. Yeah, his cat apparently likes his Pokemon toys, but... <laughs> so, if you're interested in that stuff, check it out. Uh, again, it's called Retro Cheating. Um, and now we can get into today's nightmare fuel, and the first nightmare fuel is a personal nightmare fuel, which is why I'm wearing these blue blockers, is because I found out that I have the early signs of macular degeneration. Fuck me. Well. At least I won't have to, so please, everybody, kill each other while I can still see it happening. Please, you know. Look, the entertainment is there. It's just waiting to be filmed and put up in some various film digital video archive. Mm-hmm. You, you'll get it, man. I don't know if you'll get the best stuff. I'm I'm thinking. Now, how old are you? I'm I'm 44. Okay, so you, what do you what do you think? 74, 84. What? When you die. Oh. <laughs> if I had my way, that would have happened a long time ago. I mean, shit, I would have done it a long time ago. Now, okay. if, I, if you make it to 84, uh-huh. I think you'll live long enough to see the um, the great global war mm-hmm. that is oncoming, us versus uh, the governments of mm-hmm. the world. I, oh, I, I thought it would be over uh, Twitter posts. No, no, that's the beginning. It's already there, man. We've, oh. we've already entered the pre-stages of the war. I was, okay? So Twitter... It starts, it starts with a minor... Civil dispute yeah, between everything. Twitter, Facebook, <laughs> I was going to say, YouTube. shots fired on Twitter. 
all of these guys <laughs> and the various people that they're deplatforming. Mm -hmm. Th these are the minor things. This is the beginning of the next big war. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's already being fought on the streets every night. Every firebomb that hits every government building. And in the U in Europe, whenever the Yellow Jackets uh yeah, I mean, there's been a, apparently been a lot of protesting going on in Europe, which we're not hearing about. There's been a, been a decent amount of protesting going on here, but, you know, again, I say fucking took this long to get here, you know, even a few years ago it was too long for, for my taste, and I'm just like... Interest, interesting thing about all the protests is um, I feel like America is the only country not protesting for freedom, whereas in other countries I hear people protesting for freedom. Mm -hmm. Hong Kong, France, the U.K., I'm sure Germany, Italy, you know, all these guys, I hear there are rallies for freedom. Nobody wants all of this authoritarian bullshit right. that is being forced upon us. Except for the BLM and Antifa and, uh, you know, the crazy leftists who are protesting every single goddamn night. Yeah, you know, but protesting, that brings us up to one of the things I was looking at. And mm -hmm. I will, uh, there we go. So... This uh, First Amendment Watch put out an article talking about anti-protest laws in the United States. Um, now, I was looking at many of these. Uh, they were many of these were from a while ago, actually a few years ago, and a lot of them cycle around like Standing Rock and the Pipeline because it's it, you know sure. criminalizing protesting near uh, uh, what's it called near like energy sources. So they're trying to. Sorry, did you say decriminalize? No, decriminalize it. So making the laws tougher. And there's a whole lot of guilt by association or... Uh, like, here's part... Uh, I was, what do you highlight it? Let's see. Yeah, I'll read it while I can still read. A person commits a riot if he or she willingly participates in a violent public disturbance involving an assembly of three or more persons acting with a common intent to assist each other in violent and disorderly conduct resulting in... A, injury to another person, B, damage to property, or C, imminent danger of injury to another person or property. Um, person who commits a riot commits a felony of the third degree. And this is from that's the, uh, Florida. The new, that's the new law they put into place, right? Yeah, in and they, Florida. Uh, they increased it to a felony. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like all the stuff that's in here except for the fact that they're calling it a felony now. Mm -hmm. um, except, from my understanding, all of this was already considered a riot or illegal in some capacity already and really all they're doing is they're reclassifying the um I the think, type of illegality that is being committed well i think you're missing something here greg the thing that you're missing is that it doesn't make a distinction that the person is not actually doing the act it's if they participate in the disturbance that becomes violent so it's not it's not necessarily saying that. That's, that's why I don't like about the fact that it. Okay, because it says it co it's commits a felony of the third degree. Mm -hmm. I don't think it should be nearly that um, harmful to someone's prospective future. Yeah, I mean you have another one here. Um, aggravated riot. Person commits aggravated rioting. Of course, committing a riot. He or she participates. Now this one's more. The individual is actually participating in the violence, whereas the mm -hmm. other one is more, you know, it's more, uh, uh, what's it called, just uh, tied to it. And then has got this website over here, the U.S. Protest Law Tracker, 
shows uh, 45 states are considered. There's 220 bills. 30 have enacted laws. What does the dark blue represent? The dark blue represents they have enacted initiatives. I think this is the one I heard. I was hearing uh, one of my various YouTube and uh, podcast people talk about this, and they both mentioned that they thought it was interesting that they chose blue as the color for this. Yeah, yeah. Now, as opposed to red. go ahead and read what I highlighted there. The Presidential Executive Order on Restoring State, Tribal, and Local Law Enforcement's Access to Life-Saving Equipment and Resources. I'm sorry, is that the name of the the Executive Order? No, I think so, yeah. That's it's important quote. Great marketing. Yeah. Reinstates a program that transfers surplus military equipment to police departments across the country. There wow. you go. <laughs> this, is, this is great stuff. This is great stuff. You know, I mean, everyone's complaining about the fact that the police have military uh -huh. stuff to begin with. Yep. What, they re what, re what people are really upset about, it seems to me, is that the police are not getting enough training, and they're not being, um, there's... Most people, it seems like. Yeah, well, there's training issues and, you know, it's the whole too much, quotas. There's not enough training by comparison of the average person who's in the police mm -hmm. by comparison to a person who's in the military. Right. Because they have to stay up on their training, make certain they can use their uh, weapons and such, and that they're trained for any situation. Right. Uh, the police are not trained nearly as much as that. I also hear a lot of uh, communities are upset about the fact that there aren't enough police, which is... Only compounded by the fact that people keep resigning from the police force and that nobody is willing to get a job in the police from the fact that if they do their job, then they, they do their job well, yeah, then it's just even if they do their job well and properly, they're still going to be lynched by the mob. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why I stopped teaching. That's one of the reasons why I stopped teaching. Oh, because you're but, doing a good job and teaching people to think? Yeah, and, and all my students hated... Well, Not how to think? Most of my students hated me for it, and, you know, the faculty, uh, but I've worked at a poor proper school anyways. But, um, you know, there is a good point. There is there is a, uh, a silver lining to the whole idea of defund the police. Mm -hmm. It means nobody can come take your guns away because sure. they don't have anybody left. Sure. This, is, this is one <laughs> of those things that I've, I've uh, argued for a long time is that people need to have more responsibility... For their or action, all their own actions. Mm -hmm. It was something that was made apparent to me when I was much younger. Is that I did not um, put enough ownership of my actions on myself. Right. And it's something I've tried to fix. Hopefully, I've done a good job of it. I can't tell from. Uh, no, you suck. Thank you. You're welcome. From an outside perspective, other people would have a better idea if I've done better or not for being res self-responsible. But it's it's something I've argued with um, my brother for a long time, is that people need to own up to their own faults and find ways to get themselves out of those areas. They can't expect the government to come in and say, oh, here's a couple thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. Fix it. I mean, because... So, well, that's how we solve problems. We just throw money at it. And, absolutely. And then I've, you fail upwards. I've contended for a while, a while that money doesn't solve an issue. Money just... Money, just, money is it, just... It allows you to... to uh, Put a, put a whole Money only solves issues if the person in charge of the issue is, has the intent and ability to solve it in the first place. Yeah, that, that's, um, that's why uh, most people who win the lottery uh, simply become amplified versions of themselves and eventually lose the money within uh, a few months of getting it. I know somebody that won the lottery a couple million dollars and mm -hmm. now is going to spend the rest of their lives in debt because they spent all the money without paying the taxes first. Idiots. Idiots. <laughs> Idiots. So, let's, uh, let's get on to some really interesting uh, nightmare fuel. What do you got? First thing I want to talk about is the government. 
the government mm -hmm. explic explicitly Joe Biden is telling us that it is our patriotic duty to get the vaccine. You know what is Joe Biden's patriotic duty is suck my dick. That might also be true. Um, also interesting about the government is that we are treating our media um, like children. When I tell someone, oh, here, have a cookie, I mean it sarcastically, and I'm sort of uh, saying, fuck you, at the same time. Jen Psaki means it quite literally. She mm. handed out cookies last week <laughs> to the media at the end of the whole entire um, round of questioning. I'm like... Thinking to myself, as I'm hearing about this, I'm like, wow. Wow, we really do treat these people like children. Mm, they yeah. must really actually be children. You know, I was watching broadcast news yesterday. If you haven't seen broadcast news, it's a really good movie. And it's just the whole movie is about how the media just is all more about the sensationalism uh, than which, reporting. Which one is that? That's the one with uh, you have the the one guy that's the pretty boy that becomes an anchor. You have the, the uh, God, I forget everybody's names. Uh, the girl who's the producer, and then the other guy who wants to be an anchor, and he's the really smart guy. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, it came out. It was it was an eighties movie, eighties maybe nineties. I gotta look it up now. Let me look I'm it up. Have to watch this tonight. Broadcast news. I'll loan it to you. Okay. Uh, saw the anchor man, right? Uh, Will Ferrell. Yeah, nineteen eighty seven. There uh, you go. Nineteen eighty seven. And who's in it? Uh, my fucking really slow internet. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the media is, it, that's really what it is. And, you know, you have all, the media blocking or not talking about all those positive stories around the, around, uh, the vid. Um, except for some kid playing, uh, Mr. S or singing Mr. Sandman, but with Dr. Fauci. So... There we go. William Hurt, Albert Brooks, and Holly Hunter. Okay. Really good movie. I don't know any movie. of those uh, names. Well, Albert I'm... Brooks, he's been on a lot of movies. Uh, he was... I feel like I recognize the guy that's in that, that video for the trailer. That right there, that's Albert Brooks. and He's got he's the guy with the curly hair. Do you remember um, the Pixar film uh, uh, Monsters? Monster Inc.? Yeah. Okay. So, I'm thinking to myself right now. Fear sells. But apparently, laughter sells better. Mm. I don't think the media is Well, I don't know about that. You don't need 50 million people to love you. You need 5 million people fucking pissed. I think that's... I mean, that's how the media operates. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I think that's pure comedy right there, that quote. I mean, look at, look at Twitter and all the... Uh, angry, 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 angry typing. I mean, you still have people, you know, on a fucking rage about uh, that girl that got, with the knife that got shot. Sure. You know, and all these people are like, oh, we got to... neighbor came out and said it was a well-deserved shooting. Yeah, I mean, but you have all these people like, oh, Black Lives Matter. Apparently not, because you didn't care about the... You don't care about the girl that was about to be stabbed. But they only cared about the aggressor. The aggressor was a black life, too. We cared about one of the black lives. That's all that matters. <laughs> it's one over the other, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I further believe that's proof that everyone's growing up into a adult child. Oh yeah, I mean that's been the case for a long time. It's I've... just no, no, no self responsibility. Do you have anything? Um, well, the to to use a saying that's been said before and people are using now that the fix is in. The fix is in because uh, Philip Zalikow. You ever heard that name before? No. He was put as the head of the nine eleven commission at one point. And oh. when he was made head of the nine eleven commission, apparently about a week after him being made head of the nine eleven commission. There was a rough draft of the final report 
about 9-11. Oh, there was already a rough draft? Yeah. I mean, this was after, uh, you know, Kissinger, you know, and, and like, oh, yeah, that's obviously bullshit. So the Zelikow guy. So he's being put in charge of a COVID commission. <laughs> I mean, okay, so, so ah, this is another example this is of great. just people it's who don't know how to great. do their job being put into power. Uh, Fauci famously tried to solve AIDS. I believe, back in, like, uh, what was it, 70s or 80s or whatever time period that was? And fucking Fauci couldn't solve a 10-piece jigsaw He couldn't puzzle. solve AIDS back then. He tried putting out a vaccine that ended up going poorly, very poorly, mm -hmm. apparently. And uh, they put him back in charge of another one. The, the Fauciism is ever. Did you hear that song? Yeah, yeah, the, the Mr. Sandman. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's what I was saying before. There, there, there's such a cult around Fauci. I, I don't understand it. Well, he seems like a dumb guy. <laughs> He's making statements. He flip-flops from week to week. He is just a politician with a doctorate degree in something. Yeah, I don't I, even know if it's medicine. That's the, that's the thing. It's like people tell you, oh, don't you trust the science? Which one? It was different a week ago. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> Other interesting uh, fun things about the vaccine, the doom spell, I should say. Uh, there is this wonderful advert in the UK that is mm -hmm. trying to get Muslims to uh, get the uh, vaccine and all that. <laughs> and they have the entire slew of celebrities that are all racially diverse and all that. Uh, one of the first things they mention is, it does not contain pork. There is no way to see your family other than take the vaccine. They're very family-heavy uh, culture, I believe. Mm -hmm. It is very rare for vaccines to have long-term side effects. No tracker will be put into the vaccine. And then they say, the phone is a much better way of doing that. So that means they're already tracking us through our phones. And our cars. Yes. Herd immunity is not an option. What did I hear a year ago, sometime in May or April, that we had to reach herd immunity? And Fauci lied about those numbers, too. I'm, I'm not going to call him Fauci anymore. He's, from now on, he's Dr. Fawcett. Because <laughs> that's all he is. He's a faucet of bullshit. <laughs> He came out last year, I think in November or December, and he openly admitted that he lied about the numbers for herd immunity mm -hmm. that we needed. He yeah. said, oh, yeah, it would be good if we got 70%. And oh, said, no, well, no, no, it's 80%. No, 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 yeah. And then he comes 80. out and does this whole long bullshit. Yeah. Well, I explained it this way, but now the numbers are this, so I explained it this way just because fuck you people. <laughs> this, this is great stuff. Um, and finally, they also mentioned, amongst a number of other things, were just all hilarious. If you're viewing it from my perspective, which is, this is comedy. Life is comedy. You just gotta take it in. I'm, I'm loving all of this shit. You know, it's... It does not damage or change your DNA. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, if, if it reprograms my DNA to produce spike proteins, that they're telling my DNA, you need to kill those spike proteins. And telling the uh, antibodies. Yes. So... If my body is now producing spike proteins, and my antibodies are being told, kill those spike proteins. Yep. Okay. First and foremost. Well, that's what I was explaining last on Thursday. The that you know how it's it's basically a way of manually inducing lupus. Sure. I don't know if everyone understood that. The so lupus is an autoimmune disease. It's when your it's when your uh, T cells start attacking your own cells because they identify your own cells as being a virus or a you know some kind of uh, external pathogen. Absolutely. 
So makes sense to me. I mean, Except now for the fact that we're we're getting ourselves to do it. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could in theory say it's like okay, well, you can like just put on a few cells, and then the the uh, and then you know your body, the antibodies and the and the, um, the T cells will just kill off those cells before they can reproduce, before you know they can undergo mitosis. But am I gonna rely on that? No. Now, I'll watch everybody else rely on it. An interesting point that was brought up in uh, one of the podcasts I, I listened to. It's something I just, I'm not actively thinking about this type of stuff mm -hmm. because it's sort of like a white noise to me. I don't give a shit about it. I ignore it. It is so uninformative or unuseful to me. And thinking about the vaccine in general. I the doom say. spell. Yes. They, they brought up, you know... If the the Ash, if the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines are just getting your body to create spike proteins that they're going to destroy, mm -hmm. how would it be less effective against any variant of the virus since they attach to all the spike proteins? Wait, say that question again. Okay, so he proposed the fact that since the Pfizer and Moderna uh, vaccines are getting your body right. to create spike proteins that the antibodies are going to destroy, mm -hmm. okay? And I believe it is the COVID virus attaches to the spike proteins to get into the body and such. Well, yeah, I mean, the way a virus actually works is it, it identifies other cells by the protein markers that are on the cell, and mm -hmm. then it, it'll grab on, and then it'll open up through the cell wall, and all that... DNA and RNA just goes in, and it, right. and it turns so, into a factory making more virus. His point was, and I don't know how relevant this is, but his point was, is if if this is how the uh, the virus is getting in, mm -hmm. okay, this is the only way we're seeing. They're not telling us that it's suddenly doing something different with right. all these mutants or variants. Yeah, I'd still like to see how the science does, behind the whole mutates faster than other viruses. I would love to see the science on Because as far as I hear, is it's just returning to its original form. Yeah, I mean, um, the only way I can possibly think uh, of it mutating faster than other any other virus is if somehow its uh, genetic coding is significantly longer than that of your typical virus. But that I causes have, problems in and of itself. I still haven't seen anyone come out with the genetic coding of the, uh, the virus yet. Something mm. that I've I believe they've tried asking in the UK. Someone has been, I've heard a couple um, clips of this person consistently questioning the um, universities that are apparently working on this stuff mm -hmm. and seeing, can I get the genetic coding? And they're not having the genetic coding mm. to even talk about. What a surprise. Yeah. So the point of, it, of bringing that up was he was saying, if the virus is coming in the same way and it's attaching to the same things, right? Okay, how is it that the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine, which is already telling you to destroy this, mm -hmm. wouldn't be effective against the other ones, which theoretically should also be invading in the same way? Yeah, I mean, well, so when you have mutations in in pathogens, you know, virus and bacteria. Mm -hmm. um, so what a mutation is, is is just an allele either swaps out or gets inserted or deleted. And that single allele chain can change the way a protein marker shapes because uh, what happens inside of the cells is these amino acids come together, mm -hmm. form this whole long protein chain, and then because of all the polar bonding, hydrogen bonding, or non-transferable bonding, whatever you want to call it, the proteins kind of reshape and they form this little, like, blob thing and... 
blob thing. Yeah, well, I mean, and but it's a functional blob thing because sure. it, it works based off of it's electrostatic human. charges. Humans are functional blob thing. Yeah, we are. So the flesh. So those those markers will get attached to the the phospholipids on on the the cell wall, and then they just stick out there. Um, so, and and if you change an allele, well, then the then the whole folding process becomes different, so the entire marker can can look differently. This is something I'm gonna have to put on my list of things to look into. Hmm. Yeah. That that's. I mean, if you ever took college level biology, that's. I didn't. Oh. I wasn't interested in becoming a biologist, so I just mm. ignored that. Yeah, fun I went stuff. into marketing and I learned that uh, Apple could sell anything, especially if they named the something called the iShit. <laughs> uh, but speaking about stuff and vaccines, I, I came across I came across a couple of articles from New American Vagabond. This one, now the video apparently is deleted from YouTube. Um, Last American Vagabond. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, the Last American Vagabond. And the, the headline here says that Norway says that vaccine de risk death is higher than the actual uh, vid itself, and that the 75% of the vaccine deaths uh, occurred within India within three days of getting the doomsbell. Um, so that was something interesting to look at. I didn't really get um, time to dive any deeper myself, which is what I'm going to claim. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, I just wanted to point that out Great because stuff. I think it would be uh, interesting for people to look up. Uh, that's the new American Vagabond. But in the spirit of things, here we go. Another article from them. New study finds that granddaughters of people exposed to DDT, which is dichlorodiphenyl uh, trichloroethylene. Um, what a mouthful. Oh, yeah. Here, let's punch it up right now. No, let's not. We okay, fuck you then. Um, so it's just this chemical, and it's an organic chemical. And uh, so, yeah, granddaughters of people that were exposed to it have increased risk of cancer. And this was something that was used to treat malaria. So this is that whole thing, you know, when people say, oh, it's an approved vaccine or it's authorized vaccine. Well, wow. this was used for malaria. And now look what's happening. I guess there are long-term side effects to uh, vaccines. Well, I mean, there's, there can be long-term side effects to anything. That's the whole, the whole point. Yes, I was told that if I ate too many broccoli things, I would become a... Or become a uh, broccoli. Oh, you become broccoli? Absolutely. Oh, I hate broccoli. I love broccoli. I think, I think it's disgusting. It's one of my favorite vegetables. Ew. Yeah, well. What well, else you got? I got a great, great thing here. It is hilarious. Dogecoin. Dogecoin is the meme coin of ever. Mm -hmm. it, it will always be the meme coin. What's really funny about this is this big scandal in Turkey. Uh, the uh, apparently the Turkey did something to the laws and made it easier for anybody to start up a crypto chain mm -hmm. um, exchange, right? A crypto exchange of sorts, and so the owner, the founder rather, the founder of Thodex, the Turkey crypto exchange, disappeared with two billion dollars in cash. Um, got people to sign on with the promise of seven hundred thousand. Dogecoins that they were going to be distributed to the users for free just for signing up. There yeah. may have been other stuff. Uh, that's what I'm hearing is that they're just going to distribute them for free for signing up. And um, absconds with all the money. And now people can't access their accounts. And the lawyer of the founder is saying that um, 
It's only affecting a few thousand people, not the 300,000 people that uh, signed up to, to join. And that reminds me of that story that came out of EVE Online a few years ago where the guy is like, oh, I'm going to start a bank where everybody can keep their money. Oh, and yeah. If they die, they have access to all the money. They don't yeah, lose yeah, them if they're yeah, dying. Yeah. And then builds a fort, hires a bunch of mercenaries. Okay, it's my money now, bitches. I love that game. i got to look into more stories about that game because every time I read a story about EVE Online... It's always, they're always using real-world cash to, to, com to compare it to, because you can put actual money into the game to, uh, to do stuff. So, see, this is, that, this, this is one thing, like, about economists in general, right? Because you don't really have any economists that study these micro-economies, like, in, in any of the MMOs, like EVE Online. They really should. They, they should have a long time ago. I mean, especially looking at the economy of World, World of Warcraft was a great thing to study, between expansions because you would have things that were valuable and then the expansion came out and now it's not worth it. And then, uh, what's it called? Then they made it so you can buy gold and then you always had like the gold farmers and all that kind of stuff. The, the best part about um, EVE Online was when I read that, that there was a, uh, a digital war that mm -hmm. took place in it that was more expensive than any real world war that had <laughs> gone on in recent years. And yeah. I'm thinking to myself, holy shit. There are so many fucking children with parents that are irresponsible with their money and grown adults that just sink money into video games. Well, I mean, it's not only, yeah, but it's, it's grown adults also. Um, one of the things I learned about recently was there was this uh, SPAC, which is a special purpose, special purpose acquisitions company. And that's like all the rage now. If you start a company and it says SPAC in it, people will just... They'll, they'll practically throw the money, they'll practically force the money down your throat, actually. Ooh, but, I, remind me to start a shell company with the name SPAC in it. <laughs> so this one apparently was all about buying used cars, and it was somehow valued at seven, I think it was seven billion dollars, after making negative two percent profit. They make negative two percent profit. And so it spent, it spent more money than it took in. It was buying buying used cars, I guess, you know, to flip them and turn them over and whatnot. Let's think about that a different way. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, the market, it's fucking crazy. It Start us back and here you go. Have a lot of money. Sure. Speaking, IPOs, there you go. Speaking of people and having a lot of money, uh, Kamala Harris has proposed a new way of getting people to stay in Mexico. <laughs> she has proposed paying Mexican migrants or migrants in general to plant trees in Mexico, as opposed to coming to America. Yeah, and plant trees in the desert. That's nice. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure the K Hive is all supporting her on this one. Did you ever hear about them? No. The K Hive. No. What is the K Hive? The K Hive is the the uh, the what's it called? The supporters of Kamala Harris on Twitter. And, oh, and, okay, and that makes sense now. The K Hive. Yeah. They're to defend the person that is one of the most powerful people in the world because she certainly needs defense and. Sure, sure, sure. But it's mostly a lot of bots and uh, people doing... Angry, 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 angry typing. By the way, oh, I yes. love that sound bite. Thank you very much, Kersner. If you, for all the rest of you, if you've never heard or seen Lady Bits or Boss Fight, check it out on YouTube. It has nothing to do with the fact that I backed both of them through Kickstarter. They are, they are, they're both uh, fantastic series. Liana K on YouTube. Thank you again, Kersner. And what, back to what we were saying... Yeah, the K-Hive. Apparently a lot of them were bots. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, I, I figure most, maybe not most, but a lot of people have bots just trying to advertise to them or 
throw words at them that ho they hope will influence them to buy something. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I mean that's why you know you can if you're if you're Russian, you can change the way people vote just by simply advertising dildos to them. Absolutely. I mean it's they're freedom dildos. Yes. I mean red, white, and blue. Actually, you know what it is? They're they're. This is how they changed it. The the they were shaped shaped like elephant penises, and that's how the Russians were getting people to vote for Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> were those were those the bots that YouTube was using months back, years back, and still is using to take away money from their supposedly um, you uh, you know digital content creators? No, uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, this is this is why this is why I say you know like. Uh, you know, we, we say, yeah, okay, not all the rich people are, are the problem, but poor people can't afford bot farms. Poor people can't, uh, don't run sex trafficking rings. I mean, I seriously doubt that guy I gave 20 bucks to on the street uh, a couple weeks back is uh, using it to fund a meth lab in his basement. In fact, no, I don't... No, 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 I'm sure he bought the meth and just smoked it. Well, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a basement or a home. You know? Dude, dude, don't, don't <laughs> tell me he doesn't have a basement. There is a sewer... <laughs> On every street. He has a basement. You know, and, and, but yeah, rich people are great. Some are. No, it's all the poor people that are doing it. I mean, which, I mean, realistically, though, is kind of the whole, you know, true in a sense, which is why I wanted to start this show, because, you know, people think just because they're poor, they got no power, but 150 million of you fuckers decided to vote for the same goddamn bullshit, so I don't want to fucking hear you complaining anymore. The interesting thing about, um, poor people, people in general, is that um, countries are founded by people for people, okay? Go with me for a moment. Okay. The United States was founded by a bunch of people that didn't want to live under the dictatorship of another group of people. And theoretically, it should be the poor people who actually make all the decisions in the country mm -hmm. because we fund the country well i mean i just don't see it happening well and the other thing too is like i said before the only difference between a rich person and a poor person is that the rich person has more resources with which to spread their stupidity amongst the world oh they spread, those, they, their, they spread them in stupidity very very far or realistically inflict others with their stupidity what else you got i got that over 500 federally funded scientists are under a federal investigation for being compromised by China. Mm. And my my first thought was, if any of these 500 federally funded scientists had created any of the um, the wonderful studies that were studying anything of COVID last year, mm -hmm. and it was proven that they were being they were actually compromised by China. Right. And it was their results in these studies that got politicians the ability to steal our rights and such. No surprise there. If that was. Okay, this is all hypotheticals at this point. Mm -hmm. So if any of these scientists did come to conclusions that just so happened to allow politicians to grab power. Right. I can't see them ever telling us about it. Or even rescinding any of this power that they've now taken... By using false information, potentially, mm -hmm. to do it. That was my first thought, was that, you know, it's, you know this government finds out that something is false, 
do they ever correct themselves? No. Once, well, usually they just hide the fact. Well, only when it's in their interest to, sur- to correct themselves. Oh, like, absolutely. You know. What is that? Oh, I'm pretty sure it's like 30 years after the fact. Like, oh, we shouldn't have went into the Vietnam. Oh, that was the newspaper. I'm sorry. We shouldn't have went into the Vietnam War and all that bullshit. Well, you know, five years after that, some newspaper will contradict the previous newspaper saying, oh, it was a good thing or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's weapons of mass destruction in the Gulf and Tonkin. That's why we need to... <laughs> Fuck that up. <laughs> I had an idea and I just lost it. Oh, what was it? What was I gonna say? There's weapons of mass destruction in the Gulf of Tonkin. That's why we all need to get a jab in our arms because otherwise they'll take all the babies out of the incubators and the towers that not will fall. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it all is. You're, you're starting to sound drunk. Uh, no, but that's all the fucking bullshit that we hear. I mean, even more bullshit is the fact that. Uh... The government officials and the media are now trying to spin why people don't want to get the uh, doomsbell. Mm. They, 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 they cannot get over the fact that people just don't want to get it. Yeah. And they compounded the effect of how many people actually didn't want to get it when they put a stop to the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Because mm-hmm. that was the beginning of the end for it. Because yeah. since then, I've heard it's all, I think we've only vaccine, I mean, uh, doomspelled. 40% of um, America, Well, which sounds about close to right to how many people I thought would actually get it, which is about 60. Well, speaking of things you're hearing, let's look at something we are not hearing, which is a video I found that apparently came out a month and a half ago. A month and a half ago. Yeah, it's all over BitChute, not on uh, YouTube, so we'll see how much I can play from my uh, popper net. Oh my god, that's really loud. It is really loud. There Welcome we go. to the Canadian Doctors Speak Out. We're going to give you the top reasons not to be afraid of COVID. When we hear wow, the word what? COVID or coronavirus, we now instinctively <laughs> reach for a mask or look around to see how we can protect ourselves and our families. No place really seems safe. But as Canadian medical doctors, we're going to tell you what the best science now has to say. Oh, uh, we think you'll be pleasantly surprised. On the TV, we hear cases, 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 which would frighten anyone. But cases are not necessarily symptomatic people. And the vast majority, have few or really no symptoms of being sick. Hold on, they pause just it have for a, a positive PCR. Pause it for a moment. These case numbers that they're purporting, the mm-hmm. media is using, and the government is using to justify all of their dictatorial, their dictatorial, dictatorial. Um, <laughs> and I'm the one that's probably drinking too much. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> How hard. Anyways, <laughs> they've been using this for the last year to. To justify anything that they do mm-hmm. for any reason. And right. he's saying, oh, it doesn't mean that they're sick. It just means that they have a Oh, wait, no, no, wait, wait, wait. You're, you're, you're missing, you, you missed something. Wait, wait till it gets deeper into the video. Okay, okay. Swab test. Research now shows that the PCR test is practically worthless. Only People 3% have been of patients with a positive test actually have the COVID virus. People have died. Yes, that's oh. true. But using case oh, numbers gives a false picture out. of what is really going on. Your internet sucks, man. My internet does suck. Okay, okay. I, I've heard so many scientists who are not allowed to talk because YouTube keeps removing them mm-hmm. or stopping them from speaking. Mm-hmm. People in government stopping them from speaking talk about the fact that the PCR tests are worthless tests. They've talked about the fact that the PCR test, the cycle count is entirely too high to get accurate results. Mm-hmm. If it's between 17 and 25, yes, that person probably has COVID 
or is close to getting COVID. Right. But the PCR test is a test of data at that time. It doesn't even take into account the fact that uh, two weeks later, then when the person, if it incubated at that time, right, then it might show a much higher result and right. tell you something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, apparently the PCR test, you put anything through with enough cycles and it'll come up positive. Absolutely. I mean, you can come up positive for, for fucking chicken pox. You can come up, come up positive for a number of things. It's the whole thing about the PCR test. I could come up positive for being Thanos. You, no. No, you're not purple enough. Don't make me do it. Look, you only have one of the gems, and it's currently on your face here. <laughs> you, right. don't, you, you don't scare me. That's, that's only death right there. That only allows you to bring someone, communicate with someone who's dead. Your great-great-granddaddy says you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's so, see how much I can get more out of this. Okay. Here's a graph showing the COVID cases. Oh, my God, my internet's so horrible. Even I get frightened looking at this graph. But now let's put the weekly deaths on the same chart. Where are all the deaths that you would expect to find the cases true? Something is really fishy here. All right, so you see what he's, you see what he's pointing out here? Look at this. It doesn't follow the curve at all. Nope. You know. Uh, it it sort of does. Yeah, you see a little tiny bump with yeah. the giant spike. Then you see a little tiny bump with the giant spike. Yeah, but you see, but it's so delayed from the initial it spike. Is, it is. The cases curve. Something this was, is really fishy here. Let's look at yearly deaths in Canada from 2001. It's pretty hard to show that we've even had a pandemic. The slight increase in 2020 was probably due to an aging population. People but are saying hospital that. intensive care units overloaded with COVID patients? If we look at the Ontario intensive care unit data. <laughs> I don't think he reads the numbers. 88.66% in 2017, 91.21% in 2018, 83.51% in 2019, and... 80.84% in 2020. So, interesting thing about that, 80.84. I suspect that it's much, much lower than all the other years for one reason. The Everybody people, stayed home? Yes. The people who actually needed to be in the intense critical care unit, mm -hmm. they weren't allowed to, and they died at home if they had an issue. And those deaths weren't really talked about at all yeah i mean that's one thing you had a lot of people afraid of going to the hospital for stuff even you know for if they were sick or not or if they injured themselves or something just because they were afraid of catching it there are fewer patients in the icu in 2020 than in each of the previous three years the cdc's own data compares covid to seasonal flu in children covid illness is so mild their death rate is statistically zero for people under 50 the infection survival rate is greater than 99.98 percent and for those over a 70, it is 94.6%. And that is without any early treatment whatsoever, like vitamin D or vitamin C. So if you're young, you really don't have anything to worry about. So, I mean, this video, is, like I said, is mostly on BitChute. For those of you that are listening, I'll put a link in the description of the, the podcast or the audio clip. Hopefully it translates. Um, so, yeah, we'll keep going on. I really just want to pause so I can buffer. We're going to give you some really great ideas on how to protect your health that do not include getting a shot with the vaccine. And the other thing, the other thing too, is this video was put out by the um, some organization in Canada, the Canadian Health Awareness Organization, or some shit like that. I can't remember. The, the interesting thing about all those numbers he talked about mm -hmm. from the CDC, I heard those numbers back in not not November, not September. Not even July. I heard those numbers in May. 
of last year. May of last year. Okay? There were a point of percentage different. Mm -hmm. It was saying anybody, um, I think, under 70 was 99.7% likely to right. survive. Yeah. But these have been the numbers that I've heard repeated by... I know. But, Greg, you got to be afraid. You have a 99.7% chance of surviving. Afraid of what? <laughs> you sticking a finger up my ass? Mmm. Let's continue. So back in April, we knew so little about COVID. Uh, and this led us to take a lot of extra precautions, in including uh, adopting the idea that uh, healthy people can spread disease. This is known as asymptomatic spread. And that's a very scary thought. Now, however, over 10 million cases have been studied and evidence is rapidly emerging both from Wuhan and the University of Florida showing that asymptomatic and pre-symptomatic spread are negligible to non-existent. Now, here's the thing. I mean, it is possible to be asymptomatic and spread something, but we typically, we typically see this between different species, like um, malaria mm -hmm. or Lyme, Lyme disease is transmitted by ticks. Lyme disease doesn't affect ticks at all. They, they show no symptoms of it, but it affects humans. It's very unlikely that you'll see uh, a virus or bacteria that it spreads asymptomatically through humans. I mean, it is possible, but the statistics are very Wait, low. Hold up, before you play that. Yeah, sure. An another interesting thing um, I had seen throughout the last year mm -hmm. with regards to this is uh, the fact that none of this... You know, continue. i got to collect my thought for a moment. All right, you collect your thought, Greg. This is a game changer. This means that we can take our lives back. No, you can't. Go Government says you can't. Untested advice I've always given my patients when they have a virus. If you're sick, stay home. And the rest of us can be free to live our lives. I don't know about you, but actually getting sun makes me feel better when I'm sick. Getting what? Sun. Oh, yeah. Getting sun is definitely vitamin D. Didn't they talk about that? Yeah, yeah. We have great news. Do you know that many of us are already immune to SARS-CoV-2 due to cross-reactive T-cells? A T-cell is just another immune cell that helps our body fight infection. At the beginning of the pandemic, SARS-CoV-2 was considered a novel coronavirus, meaning that none of us were immune to it and all of us were still at risk for infection. Uh, I do have to say that she does sound like she's reading off cue cards. <laughs> She might be. However, immunologists and virologists worldwide have studied and found that 30 to 50% of people already have pre-existing immunity to SARS-CoV-2 from pre-existing circulating T-cells. This pre-existing immunity is due to prior exposure from other coronaviruses, such as the common cold. So the problem is with testing for COVID immunity is most of the tests are serum antibody tests, but this doesn't look at our T cell response and antibody levels decline over time, but we still have our T cells to protect us. So T cells are, are basically cells that they, they're kind of, you can kind of think of them as, as memory storage. Yes. So once you get infected with a virus or bacteria, they'll, they'll remember. So it promotes a faster response from your um, body. Before we get back to this, I have a great anime for anybody who wants to learn about the body mm -hmm. and um, how it functions by also being entertained. 
by Japanese humor. At the oh, same God, time, I had my screen backwards. <laughs> um, Cells at Work, I believe it's called. Cells at Work is a fantastic little anime that, uh, it might even be a manga, that follows... Oh, a it looks red... like it's a manga. Well, it's both. It's probably both. Yeah. It follows a red, cell, a red blood cell and a white T cell, and it's the interactions of them and how they stop all the evil viruses and bacteria from getting in it. They go through a lot of really, really, really good information about how the cells work. But here in America, we have Osmosis Jones. Wow. <laughs> I didn't think that was as, enter as uh, educational as it was just entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. All right, let's see what else. Many, many of us are more protected than we realize from COVID from our T-cells. Oh, my fucking internet. So one other thing, too, is that she points out, uh, you know, tests are for the antibodies. And that's and that's what I was saying when we were talking before about people showing testing positive for the vid even after getting a doom spell. And, but that could just be that they're, uh, you know, they're, they're showing the antibodies for it not necessarily having the actual vid itself, which I don't think is going to be reported in the media because they all want us to be fearful and, you know, kill each other. But well, the media has come out and said they wanted to uh, shoot down Donald Trump's uh, prospects for re-election last year. Yeah. So that includes re-emphasizing how deadly this undeadly virus actually is. So, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll stop watching the video there. Um, okay. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. forget what this. I'll put it all in and see if I can find it there. Uh, you got anything else? Because we're getting close to the time we need to. Here we go. The Canadian Health Alliance. It's Canadian Health Canada Health Alliance. CanadaHealthAlliance.org. I think you go. I have one last thing. Um. Oh shit! Oh, well. What? <laughs> I closed the window. Close the window. That's fine. I can find it and put it in the notes. Um. It's not really a big thing. I'm, I've just been following it on and off. Mm -hmm. um, just a very couple of various cases that I just check in and every now and then. Right. First and foremost is always I'm always checking in on the the whole Ghislaine Maxwell situation mm -hmm. and how that keeps evolving. And it oh, she like, was she was a poor person herself, right? Ghislaine Maxwell. You know, like I was saying before, it's all the poor people that have the sex trafficking ring. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was definitely poor for. Uh, being able to fund all that. Mm. I'm also following the Maricopa County uh, still continuing to recount their votes. Um, I heard in Arizona. In Arizona. I heard something interesting is that the judge has recused himself because uh, I believe there was someone um, that was brought in that... Um, I always forget the reason for why they recused, but that, it's some, some personal reason, I think. So he had to recuse himself from the case, which I always find it interesting when people don't recuse themselves when they should right but uh and then also um i found it interesting about kyle kalinsky making comments on caitlin jenner running for california she'll win by giving every if you if she wins everybody gets a pepsi so, <laughs> so funny funny thing about it i heard two different takes on it um uh, one, of, one of the people i follow uh dr Borshenko, I, I can't remember her specific, her first name, but uh, mm -hmm. she has a YouTube uh, channel, and she was talking about the fact that Republicans should go all in on this, 
and start shaming Democrats who are not voting for her because if they don't, they're transphobes. Hmm. Wait, I'm not getting my person. She's the one that did the Pepsi commercial, right? Did she? What was that her? Or might think it's somebody else? You might be. Oh, that. Uh, well, I'm I'm the fucking asshole this well, episode. Well, she's More than on. Usual. Uh, well, Dr. Brashenko is on. What, the, uh, what, it, was, it, was the, it was the video where people are protesting. Dude, and, I don't know. Oh, uh, well, fucking. I don't know. know. I don't follow this shit. I don't follow celebrities. I don't follow any of this crap because I don't give a shit. Well, about I don't them. like the fact that I know any of this shit. So, fuck you, Greg. <laughs> fucking finish up your shit. So Kyle Kalinske was making comments on it as well about Caitlyn Jenner not having any policy positions, mm -hmm. that being why he can't vote for her. But I counter with the fact that not a single politician I heard last year running for office had any policy positions other than, oh, this is a popular topic. Let's talk about it. And talk about it in a way that sounds great and aggressive. And we're going to be tough on Trump. Trump, 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 Trump. Topic, 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 topic. All these politicians are just talking about shit they don't even care about. Yeah, they, they don't even mean any of it. They sound like people in The Sims. <laughs> that's all. That's all you heard last you year sure from the politicians. Like, uh, that, that guard from Skyrim who took an arrow to the knee. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> some NPCs I, all sound the same to me. Personally, some, I hope some of them take an arrow to the dick. But uh, anyways. <laughs> Let's move on to the topic. So today's topic is about solipsism. For and for those of you who don't know, solipsism is basically the there's there's a couple different ways it's looked at, and uh, actually, another thing Kersner kind of inspired this because she was talking about it last week. A solipsism is when a person basically believes that there there's one way of looking at it is a person who believes that they're the only actual person right everybody else is either a creation of their imagination or mm -hmm. something it's a, it's an extreme extreme egocentric view of the world however right. there's also i what the hell did i just see <laughs> i don't know man it's, it's my feed on instagram is is filled with crazy people <laughs> apparently um so there's an extension of that is the idea that my way of thinking is the only way of thinking and other way of other other ways of thinking are um, errors there's something wrong with them and so forth and I wanted to talk about this idea through uh, different aspects and beginning with how individuals well mainly focus on how people get into this solipsistic view of the world um, starting with inherent uh internal uh ways into it the whole idea of of just by yourself thinking oh well this is this is the way everybody thinks and so forth and if they don't then there's something wrong with them so what do you what do you, you already got to start on that greg if you got anything well i see a lot of that in uh, our current <laughs> um crazy culture of america mm. uh there's just a lot of people i think that are just my way is the only way. Right. Kind of thinking. I don't know if I necessarily think terribly many people fall into the first definition where you're saying that. Yeah, I mean that, that's pretty. That's pretty that uncommon. Seems, but I'm looking at something interesting. Is uh, I was looking at historical usage of the word. Right. And um, all the way they have all the way back to 1800s mm -hmm. up to 2019 and a little bit past that maybe. And it seems like over time. Starting in the 1900s, that the word has gone up, uptick in how much use it's had, and now it's it's really really high. It doesn't 
say the numbers on this tiny little chart. It just shows a... But it's, you know, it feels like it's a buzzword right now for anything. Well, it is, it is something that still uh, is something to consider. But so let's talk about, you know, it's really the idea of uh, like growing up, right? When, sure. when, when you're young, um, you know, before, you, you know, ages before you and I can remember, except when you have only a couple memories, um, you know, th this idea that you kind of, th there's a possibility for some people to enter this view of the world naturally because um, maybe they're not getting any feedback um, based on what they are doing, or they're just interpret, or the way they interpret internalized things, uh, without actually <clears throat> um, even looking for feedback from other people, right? They just kind of say, "Oh, well, this is how it must be. This it must be. This is how it must be for everybody." And I'm just going on with life and never even really thinking otherwise. Well, that that is a fallacy, of course, that um, everyone's thinking the same way as you, right? Um, there's definitely going to be someone you might come across that thinks the same way as you, but it's mm -hmm. definitely, it's, I think it's a failing to believe that everyone is going to have the same exact uh, thought process as you. I myself, I always, I find it astounding that people don't reach the same conclusions that I, but I realize also that, and it's very, I find it very tough, uh, especially to, you know, if I'm presented with A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. And you're presented with A, B, and C. Right. The fact that you come to a different conclusion than myself, I can only think to myself, why? Right. The, the, the information is right there. It's obviously this. But that, I think, is that's where the, the fallacy is. And you can't, you can't assume that someone is going to have the same exact thought process as you. you know, my thought process on something is is going to be much more than some people's more analytical. I'm going to be looking at the where it lines up, where right. the different facts connect. And your initial reaction is is basically what I'm what I'm pointing to is is that that's a solipsistic reaction. Is well, why would you know? Now, granted, in your case, you're asking well, why, and you're acknowledging that you know there's you know people work different ways, but you the fact that somebody else comes to a different conclusion, the first thing you want to do is say, okay, there's something here, right? And that's different from myself. Mm -hmm. What is that, right? So that, that's part of where it starts for a lot of people, but some people don't take the step to actually ask why, see through another perspective, and you just go, oh, well, this person must be, must be something wrong with them. Or, well, that's you know. why I see a lot of this happening in our current, um, in our current culture. Is a lot of people are just... They are using, so, there's so many of these fucking buzzwords that I hate. I hate a lot of these buzzwords. So We should do an episode on buzzwords. We should, we should. So, I hate when someone says systemic racism. I hate when someone says, oh, that's anecdotal evidence. I hate it when someone says any of these stupid words that they use to either dispute your claim or mm -hmm. claim that your information is just invalid information. Because they're only using those words... Because they just heard the word, mm -hmm. and it sounded really good for them for how to win an argument. And it allows them to say that my entire uh, body of information is completely invalid, regardless of how much evidence I have to back it up. Right. And, 
and in that and in that aspect, you know, it it becomes kind of a follower mentality, where realistically the person is feeding into someone else's solipsism, someone else's created solipsism, whether sure. it's, whether it's by intent or, um, you know, subconsciously. I, I do. I do see a very strong, um, maybe not strong, a, a large amount of people falling into this. Uh, this, what would you call this? Well, uh, I mean, it, it, in in a way, it becomes groupthink. Sure. You know, it could be. I mean, that's basically what this this idea. What is, what is solipsism a term for? What is it? A mental thing or? It's 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 a perspective. Perspective. That it's, okay. It's it's that. The way I think is the way people should be thinking, and anybody else who doesn't think that way, there's something wrong with. That's that's one way of interpreting it. There's one way of interpreting right. it. Right, and, and this and this is what leads to, like, the echo chambers and whatnot. What the hell? Are you trying to clean your non-stick pans? No, I was. <laughs> I didn't realize that's uh, what, I, what I was looking up on Chrome. Um, so, and one other thing, one other way that people actually kind of you know, make their way into a solipsism is through education. education not not the fact by, well, not in the fact by undergoing education, but simply never questioning it, right? They never question the things that they learn and or are taught. I, I find that incredibly sad. Um, I think that if someone is not questioning what's around them, either mm -hmm. A, they have not yet learned that they can question what is around them, mm -hmm. or they've been living in such a um, secluded environment that they've been brainwashed into believing that there is no questioning the evidence that is presented to you. It's that you should always be questioning. You know, this brings me back to why I'm a huge fan of science mm -hmm. um, and things of that nature. Is that Which science? It changes every week. Just the idea of science. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the idea of science and uh, what it what it encourages people to do to question their surroundings to try and get to the correct answer by doing little experiments that try and trying to repeat those experiments mm -hmm. so that way you can prove that what you found is correct um, or false so that way you can move on to a new a new idea. Yeah, I mean that's one one thing too that I find interesting is that people will. It's interesting how people find, they, they view something as reliable without seeing if it's reliable. It's like, oh, there's stairs here. I'm just going to walk up the steps without looking to see if they're rickety old steps or not. You know, and it, it's it's the idea that, oh, well, there's steps here. I should be, because they're here, I should be fine. Sure. You know, rather than, oh, these steps look like they have been here for a hundred years and have never been taken care of. And one of them is missing, but it's okay. You know, so. And I don't know. I, I feel like we're gonna be this uh, trend towards um, thinking in one direction. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I'd call it exactly solipsism because um, yeah, I'm just looking at various definitions of it, but it seems similar to that. Mm -hmm. um, this is an interesting one. The view that the self is the only reality. Right. Yeah. That's so what I was that makes about me first. think of like a video game. Right? Mm -hmm. Because in a video game, I'm the only person that's real in the video game. So Even in an MMO? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Yes, absolutely. Oh, animal. okay. Okay. The, 100%. Rest, the rest are just gold farming bots. Got it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absol I don't know if anyone I'm talking to is real. I only can know that I am real. You know, it's funny you say that because I, <laughs> because of all the issues I used to have with hallucinating. <laughs> the theory that the self is the only thing that can be known and verified. So that's, a, that's another interesting um, definition for it. Uh, because, I mean, I don't know that you exact actually exist. When I poke you, mm -hmm. I know that there's something physical there. Or you feel something. Sure, the fact that you're responding to me mm -hmm. tells me that there's something in front of me. Mm -hmm. But it, it sounds to me as if someone who's um, like really deep into solipsism is very, very, um, what's the word, uh, skeptical of every single thing around them. To mm -hmm. the point where it's an erotic disease of sorts. Mm -hmm. um, they might be maybe schizophrenic or something. Yeah, I mean that's that. You know, well, I can I can talk about that whole thing because, like I've mentioned before, I I was suffering from psychosis many years ago, and I didn't well I didn't realize at the time I was hallucinating, but I was hallucinating. I just knew things weren't right. And so I questioned everything, and let me tell you, it was a shitty fucking time. Because there were times when I felt like I was kind of sitting in the back of my own mind, just watching myself doing things, and... I've had similar thoughts to that. Yeah. And, and it was weird, because, like, even though I'm consciously thinking one way and doing, you know, and wanting to do certain things, there's another part of me that's thinking another way and wanting to do other things and that seemed to be the part that was more or doing more of the actions mm -hmm. so that would be a very uh crazy out-of-body experience yeah did i mean that's one way of describing it did you record it from the out-of-body's perspective <laughs> <laughs> yes i had my my ghostly webcam <laughs> it's uh fueled by ectoplasm Another interesting uh, definition. The Slimer was this. producing. The belief or proposition that the person entertaining it alone exists and that other people exist only as ideas in his mind. Mm -hmm. So that reminds me, that makes me think of the Matrix. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and I... Uh, you, no, I think sometimes, you know, when I wonder, like, you know, especially after Friday finding out about my eyes, I was just like, you know... Is this fucking real? Like, you know, what the fuck is going on? What is my life and all this shit that I've been through so much shit in my life? And, th I mean, that, that kind of puts, you know, to mind another way that people can enter a solipsistic view of the world is, is by struggle. Like, you, if you're struggling and you're struggling with all these things and you're just so alone in all those struggles, I mean, that... that can easily... Uh, I mean, if you're a loner, are you solipsistic? <laughs> solipsistic? Solipsistic? I wouldn't naturally say so, but I mean, that it's possible. But, I mean, it's possible for anybody to be solipsistic realis realistically. Um, but, like, going back to what I was saying before about education, right? And this is more of the, the idea that people just... That your way of thinking is the one true way and everything else. Because people get educated and they don't question their education... Uh, you know, know. that was something I was taught to do. Was always question my education. Yeah, well, a lot of people aren't and don't, so they think that what they've learned in school is the end all, be all of everything. And um, 
think it was my father's um, uh, stubbornness to make certain he had read every single thing. Or mm-hmm. um, when I say that, I mean like contracts and stuff to make certain he wasn't being screwed. Oh one yeah, way or another. yeah. Uh, the fact that he always he had to check to see if the door was locked every time we right. went out. He's like, oh, got to check to make sure I lock the doors. Yeah, I got to read the rest of my books before I lose my vision. Sure. So, you know, I always, I always question stuff just because of the fact that it's like, um, is this really what's being presented to me? That's why I have a, mm-hmm. a very healthy respect for contracts. Contracts uh, are binding in some degree, and in other regards, not really much at all. Much like laws. Yeah. Actually, that's why I got this tattoo over here is because of the, the psychosis and hallucinations. Because, you know, not knowing what's real and, you know, maybe I'm just perceiving things in a certain way and they aren't actually that way. Now, how does one check reality? I have no clue. Yeah, that's. Does it require the hand with the tattoo going? <laughs> uh, that could be a way, you know. it's Mechanical agitation is usually the best problem for... Electrical. That's what the Fonz told me. <laughs> uh, electrical problems, yeah. Um, Wait, what? mechanical agitation is the best solution for, mecha- for electrical problems. There we go. There you go. I mean, does, do you think this is going to be something that we will see more of in the future? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, if you're looking at it in terms of where it, you know the more groupthink definition then obviously we're, we're going towards that way because that's all you see a lot more and you know and like i like i comment repeatedly you know it doesn't matter which banner you're waving you're still waving a banner and and, and following some mentality which is the other way of entering a solipsistic view is other people impressing that upon you right like right like when you're a kid and you're being taught oh this is the way of the world blah 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 these other things are wrong this is right so on and so forth, you know, being indoctrinated in some way or shape or form by the circumstances of what you, uh, you know, what you grew up in or what you're exposed to based on work or so forth. Hmm. What do you think about that? I don't know. I'm not certain what to really think about that. Hmm. Other than the fact that I see um, us heading towards a... uh, Civil War of sorts. Yeah, I mean that—that's kind of the the problem, right? Is when, you know, aside from a lot of angry, 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 angry typing on the internet, when when uh, people don't one agree one. with one another, what's that? This is my uh, world, my crown. I am authority. I decide what is right and wrong. Mm. Subjectivity is king. Fuck reality. Yeah, that's that's another way of looking at it. But um, right, and that and that's the whole you know, like I was saying, it's it's a very egocentric view of of the world. So, do you think we have an entire an entire generation of people that are so egotistical to the point where they can't even imagine uh, other people having ideas that are different from themselves? Well, I mean, different different things than themselves what i noticed in the 90s was a change now it possibly happened a little bit in the 80s but i saw i noticed it more in the 90s could be just because of my age that a lot more of the advertising that was targeted for children was more you're so great because you're a kid and you should have everything and right and that's when you started to see like 
the Black Friday booms and people trampling over each other and everybody trying to get the hot new Christmas toy and, and this, that, and the other thing. Did you hear about the person that died that one year trying to get an Xbox mm -hmm. and a PlayStation 3 and all that? Yeah, well, there's been uh, there's been many stories of people getting trampled and, and so forth. It's funny, I don't remember people rioting over that. Yeah, I know, right? But, um... You know, th th that's another external influence, right? Like this guy I once talked to when I was I was like twenty, and he was like, "Oh, you gotta give everything to your kid and so forth." And I'm like, "Your kid's gotta grow up to be a fucking loser." Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> when when he says you gotta give everything to your kid, is that how? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, you know, this whole idea, you know, the the baby boomer thing, right? What happened with the baby boomers when when their parents didn't really have anything and they wanted to make sure the kids wanted for nothing, they just tried to do all this stuff to give their kids the better than they had it when they were kids without realizing that they were creating this environment for their children that focuses only on their child and elevating their child and the, what their child wants and thinks without saying, you know... So we're talking about they put the pussy on the pedestal. Yeah, or the, well, in this case, the kid. It's the pussy. Yeah. Give it everything it wants. Yeah, well... But that's an external. That's an external factor, right? It, it's the the hey, you are so important, in to me, right? A lot of because you see a lot of parents doing this with their kids. You are the most important thing in my life. You're special. You're amazing. This, that, and the other thing. Well, what's the natural result going to be? Uh, it's, it's too much of myself. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's it it's the end result of a benevolentism, right? I think I was properly. Um raised to believe that I am not as good as I think I am. Yeah, I had I had a huge variety in my childhood because I had um one from one because my parents were divorced when I was a kid. So one family was not well off, the other one was middle class. Um I was picked on a lot in the school, but in the church I got a lot of I I got a lot of that uh, oh, you're going to beat him off with a stick when you're older, you know, kind of stuff. And uh, I was just like, why Why would I want people to be around me just because they, they like the way I look, you know? I don't know. I always picked on a lot in school as well, but that, I think, stopped me from forming uh, any sort of re real um, friendships with mm -hmm. um, individuals. Mm -hmm. Also, I didn't give a shit about any of those people. Yeah, me Probably neither. because of that. I saw, there's a lot of plasticness in um in society that i don't like still is it's just there, there's so much fake bullshit that exists in um the average person that you talk to mm -hmm. um it's disgusting uh you know my mother told me years ago that years ago that i shouldn't lie okay mm -hmm. um I've since learned that everyone will lie when it is convenient to lie and claim they're not lying when um, it fits their their own prerogative. Greg, you're the greatest person I know, and I'm not lying. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> lying about that. It makes me feel a little bit warm and fuzzy on the inside, the butterflies. But, you know, to some degree, I think everyone is very, very selfish, um, some more than others. Yeah. Like, Solipsism probably is results in um oh, well it's the result of the ultimate selfishness sure in some ways but um 
So here's here's the other question. Once if you are in the solipsistic view of the world and you realize that you have a solipsistic view of the world, how do you get out of that? Admitting that you're there is the first step. I thought that was like step number three in the 12-step program. No, it's a 100-step program, and the first step is admitting that it exists. Oh. The 100th step is offing yourself. And then <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to get out of a solipsistic view. <laughs> you realize you're so unimportant, the world doesn't need you anymore. Exactly, there you go. <laughs> We've come full circle. <laughs> but um, I, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know how um, If someone is, is that deep into it, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you could, you could find some way of pulling them back. I find a lot of people are really deep into their, their own ideologies, mm -hmm. um, whatever mini cult that they want to be part of mm -hmm. for the day or the month or the year or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um. You almost have to deprogram people to get them out of their their crazy ways of thinking. Um, well, yeah, I mean, because I mean, all of childhood really is programming, and so regardless regardless of what you turn out to be, it's all programming in, in some way. You're, you're basically teaching a child how to uh, behave, and at least you're supposed to be well, teaching a child how to theory, behave yeah. and, and live in a real society. Well, that's I mean, that's why I call capable of. Making actual decisions. Well, that's why I call the the human mind the the psyche, the operating system of the biological biological machine. I mean, well, during nice. every every step, you're just modifying and growing subroutines and so forth. Now, here here's one thing. Like, I'll go back to talking about when uh, when I was dealing with the psychosis and hallucinations. For me, it was hard to get out of. I needed I needed something that I could say that I could without a doubt in my mind say this is not right and um for me that was an instance when i tried to off myself when when um you know when things according to my psychosis it got to the point where everything was just too perfect right you know when when everything goes the exact right way that nothing can be wrong, so something is wrong. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's when I start to wonder when is the shoe going to drop? Right, so, and and that's and that's so that's what it was for me. And then I went, you know, I went to the mental hospital afterwards and, and went there for a couple of weeks and got a very interesting story told to me. Now you know a story is going to be great when it starts with so there was my so there was my friend and I both doing lines of coke. Was that really how the story started? That's how the story started. That's great. That's great. That's fantastic. It can only go up from here. Or rather, I should say, maybe it can only go down. Is it a downer or is it an upper? No, well, I mean, I'll tell you the story if you want. No, I'm going to be here today. It involves Save a rabbit. Save that for another, another day. The okay. story night. The story night. The, the, <laughs> the coke-filled the coke story. Um... So yeah, but that that was it for me, and that and that was a way for me to to get out of uh, you know, and it was a long, long, painful journey, and that's you know, it, for all these people that are stuck in this groupthink and so forth, it it is going to be this long, long, painful journey to get out of it for anybody that wants to basically deprogram themselves. I feel really. Um... Really bad for the majority of the world who's who's really bought into uh, this entire thing because I consider myself to be a rational person. 
But, caveat to that, I can't say that I'm a rational person. Mm -hmm. Only thing I can say is that when I talk to people like you or anybody else that I interact with who I consider to be very rational thinking people. You consider me a rational person? In some degree. Okay, there we go. Except when you're playing board games. <laughs> you're not rational there. You're, you're irrational to the point of insanity. Mm -hmm. It drives me insane. But that's your whole that's your whole shtick. That's my whole shtick. You're trying I play to. shitty AI. Don't, don't even... No. No, you don't even play shitty AI. You just play shitty person. <laughs> He's not lying. But, um... When I talk to people who, who are... In my opinion, cognitive individuals who can make decisions and base it on the world around them, mm -hmm. and uh, they have objectivity, you know, people that are, in general, fully there. Right. Okay? Um, when I bounce ideas off of them, and they give me a response, I know that even if they disagree with what I'm saying... Mm -hmm. That I'm making good points, okay? I'm thinking through my thoughts and ideas, mm -hmm. and um, when I hear, when I talk to people who don't have um, what I would consider rational thought processing, right? when I use them as soundboards, I sound good, they sound crazy, mm -hmm. and I'm sure I sound crazy to them because they're already crazy. Mm. But I, I also imagine that's how anybody who has a completely conflicting or contradictory um, ideology to another person might sound is, wow, that guy is absolutely crazy. Well, I mean, more than anything, I think the one way uh, anybody can take the first step to exiting a solipsistic view of the world is to say... Two words. Well, technically a contraction and a word. is, And that is, I'm wrong. Sure. So, if you can start and look for things... You know, most people look for ways that they're right. You're right, the confirmation bias. But if you can at the set, spend the same amount of energy looking for ways that you're wrong, that could be a, a healthy starting point. Uh, you know, as long as you're doing an even I've balance. I've tried to find times that I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, I've found many times when I am wrong. I've also found a lot of times where... You just fall into the trap of finding bad articles that try to say that you're wrong, but they end up just not saying anything at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's true. Uh, I try to. Sometimes I'll I'll purposely be wrong just to see where it goes. Oh, I like doing that. I like defending a bad point just to defend a bad point to see if I can make a terrible argument that mm -hmm. is believable. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll, I'll do it just because you know, like I say before. The person who doesn't argue every side of an issue makes themselves a little more than a puppet. Yes. you get, you got to be able to argue other sides of your issue. Yeah. So, that's, that's the whole thing about debates and whatnot. So, all right, yeah, we that's the, all the time we have for the topic. Let's get into some of Greg's art. My and, and uh, here we go. It's, let's transition over there now that I'm working this right. All right, so what do we got here, Greg? So this is a very old picture. Mm -hmm. uh, this is when I first uh, started putting more time and effort into my creativity. Mm -hmm. This is right after I got out of working at Bob's Discount Furniture. And um, I was looking to expand my creative talents further than they already were. At that time, I'd already been doing stuff in Minecraft. And um, that just wasn't a valid way of uh, making money. So I was trying to figure out a way of uh, 
I mean, even though I've made a thousand or so dollars playing Minecraft mm -hmm. from building stuff, right? I didn't want to put the time and energy into doing it. It just didn't seem like a... Uh, yeah, I can understand that. Like, I play games like uh, Factorio and Satisfactory, and it's just, and I started over beginning, and I was like, oh, you know, I really don't want to build this whole infrastructure all over again. I, I, I cannot say, though, it is not the best twenty six ninety five that I've ever spent. <laughs> because I spent $26.95 plus tax to mm -hmm. buy the game, or something like that, back when Minecraft was that much. Right. And um, I did about $4,000 in business. Building shit for teenagers and a few people in their 20s for their servers. But, so this is called The Little Viking. Uh, this is probably when I was deep into watching um, Game of Thrones and other assorted uh, fantasy type stuff. And mm -hmm. um, the picture actually is, um, I wasn't intending to create this. I never, this was all my... Um, spontaneous training just training myself to be more uh spontaneous in my drawing style to not have any direction at all but still come up with a picture that was interesting and that would say cool to look at or something like that right mm. i didn't really have any direction in the picture i just started with the first um couple lines the first two lines on this are the horn on the left side of, this, uh, of the picture. Mm -hmm. I just did the, the line swooping down and the line swooping underneath the other line. And I connected it with a curvy line. And then I was like, eh, you know, we're going to turn this into a horn. And so I did a couple other swoopy lines, curved, <laughs> and cropped lines. it. So that way uh, I got that nice little curvature to make it seem like it's um, sort of 3D. It looks like a, a, a kind of like cute little chibi robot viking. That's what I went for. <laughs> that, as soon as I I finished the helmet and the horn, I was like, I'm just going to make it a Cyclops. And then I decided, oh, he's got to be a cybernetic Cyclops. So I uh, started adding in the... Um, the robot teeth. Yep, robot teeth, the uh, the little bolts on the helmet and everything. Yeah, it took me a while to pick it because for a second there, I thought this whole split was like, this was kind of a head here and this was all just shapes, but now I realize this is actually part of the body. Yes, um... I think I could do a better job if I were to redo this picture again. Uh, the part I like the most about this is the helmet and the face. And the rest of it is sort of just there. Because, um, as I say, I was really just trying to practice um, my spont uh, spontaneity at the time. And come up with just... I mean, I definitely like the, the contrast and patterns. It definitely brings the different uh, things out. That's why I put the line in the middle. I wanted to divide the space into two spaces. Mm -hmm. One where it was going to be heavy in pattern, so you would you would sort of ignore it. Even like here and then like here. It, it's really... He's being spied on by some nefarious evil Ooh. demon in the background. That's why there's two eyes and eyebrows above it in the... above the helmet. So, yeah, I, I think it... I dig it. I like your art, Greg. Thank you. Um, so I guess it's about time where we should wrap up the show. What do you think? Oh, by the way, for those of you that are our listeners, next week we will be taking off. Um, hopefully I'll remember to mention that again on Thursday. Caveat. Might be the week after that. Might be the week after. Okay, so either next week or the week after we will be taking off. Because Greg's a giant bitch, you know. You know, I'm waiting on my boss to tell me when we're going down. Mm, go, going down on what? You Are you going down on your boss? No. Oh, okay. No. Mm. No. <laughs>
But uh, I think that's it for the show for this episode. Once again, I am Greg. And I am Charles. Remember never to question. Never ask for proof. And always believe what you're told by the news and politicians. No matter what. Now go back to sleep, fuckers. Good night, fellow human. You'll wake up tomorrow to cause more destruction and bring much more sorrow. You'll go out and smile and pretend you are good. But once you get crossed, you will don a black hood. You'll maim and you'll rend all while you pretend that you are some kind of hero. You can't face the truth and you'll stay aloof to the fact that you're a zero. You'll sit and stay glued to a spoon-feeding tube so that you can believe you're the best. You'll obey and be bribed by a campaigner's lies all throughout the COVID murder fest. I hate you all. <laughs>